You're listening to a Stand Up New York podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to A Girl's Guide. I am Chanel Ali, stand-up comedian, lady of the night, weed and liquor connoisseur. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is all about tips and tools to handle your weed and liquor and life better. If you have smoke in your life in various forms, we're here to help you sort it out, talk it out, joke it out, cough it up, if you will. I'm so excited. My guest today uh, is a hilarious comedian. She's an activist, a mother, a mother. We say it twice. Uh, Model. You might have seen her on America's Next Top Model. And also an internet personality, killing it on TikTok, killing it on Instagram. Out here for everybody. Sarah Hartsword, thank you so much for being here. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me. That was the best intro ever. That was that was my favorite intro I've ever gotten. I love it, and I love you so much. I mean, you're so funny, and you're such a powerful activist. And let's just get it out of the way. A new mom. Yep, new mom. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna blame any mistakes that I make on that for absolutely. Mom brain is a thing. I can't wait to claim it. Yeah. Also for for this podcast, but also probably for the next eighteen years, I think is my plan. I'm thinking I'll be like, no, I I just had a baby twelve years ago. <laughs> You know, I obviously don't have any kids, but I have given a lot of thought to the concept of having kids. Not to say that I want to anytime soon, but conceptually, it is fun to think about. And I've also read a lot about like breastfeeding. And even there was a point in my life where I was like, yo, I'm like, I kind of want to buy a pump and just pump my breast just because, just because let's see if I could work it up. Yeah. Let's see if it can start cooking. Enough know? stimulation and you could. Um Apparently. I read a lot about this. Yeah. I guess it's easier if you have had a kid, ev- like if you've ever done it, that right. valve is like a little bit easier to open, like for like mm-hmm. for a while, not ever, but um, like my mother-in-law adopted a kid that she was able to breastfeed. Um, wow. Because yeah. the baby was crying all the time mm-hmm. and it stimulated that thing. But she hadn't breastfed for like five years or something. It was like banana pants. Yeah. It's like witchy stuff, and I like it. I know it's very witchy. Breastfeeding is insane. I there's so much. I actually had to cut myself off. I was reading too much about it, and I read too much about pregnancy. Like, I was just reading. If someone was like, "Here are the five worst horror stories that no one ever tells you about giving birth," I was like, "I gotta read it. I gotta know." And then I was I could like, see that being a whole thing, true yeah. crime for birthing mothers, you know? A hundred percent, yeah. And it's like, you know, your butt falls out and then your nipples bleed or whatever. You know, I just was like, what yeah. happens? Tell me. The Tell baby me. has a lizard tongue that connects into, I don't know, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. Um. She, my baby did have back hair when she was born. That was pretty funny. Wow. I yeah. love it that you are starting out by letting the whole internet know. <laughs> This baby, yeah. when you see her one day, when she's really out here, don't forget, mm-hmm. Harry back. Stay humble, Harry back. Um, Immediately out the gate, Harry back. <laughs> it's true. I guess it's a But I mean, yeah. out of all the things that were like your worst fears about what would happen if you had a kid, I, I think Harry back is like pretty, yeah. pretty mellow, right? Yeah. I was pretty lucky. I like, I did the full hippie thing. I had my baby at home. Like, yes, it was, it was all, yeah, it was all pretty lovely. Um, it's, there, it's goals. I tell you. Yeah, man, it was good. There was the, the only one thing was that my midwife did have to detach my placenta 
it didn't detach on its own which is a little like is that just another fancy way of saying she went in there and pulled on some stuff mm -hmm. yeah oh my gosh no honestly i so i'm working on the stand-up bit about it because it's like it's one of those things that it happened and it's it was like horrifying but it was also Mm -hmm. fine i don't know there's so much of motherhood where you're just like all right that's the weirdest thing i've ever heard and i'm just gonna roll with it because that's the only option because they put it in a book because it is what it is and like I, I'm trying to make a way, I'm trying to find a way to talk about this on stage where people don't like flinch and mm. like gasp and aren't too horrified to laugh. Cause I'm like, I'm ready to laugh about this. How do I get the audience on board? But yeah, she had to, the, what I've come up with is that I used to watch this show about uh, horse vets and I wish that mm-hmm. I hadn't because there was yeah. a moment when she was strapping on, a real yes. long glove where I was like, I know, digging, baby. I was like, I know what's about to happen. And I really wish I didn't. And she did. Yeah. She reached all the way up inside me and she ripped the placenta. It was ah. still attached to me. It's an organ. It was still, and she had to rip it up. It's that's horrifying. That's horrible. But like, yeah. it's all right. But at, that point, but at that point you had the baby in your hands. Yeah. You were kind of like, what's she doing? It was so painful. I thought I was going to faint, but I was holding the baby. Mm. So I couldn't. So I just like, didn't. <laughs> Well, you tell me if this is asking too much, but did you do anything like, you know, with the placenta? Are you like, so, are you, no, I didn't. And I, are you, I feel like are you eating placenta right now? I'm not, I, I feel like a bad hippie. Cause I didn't, I didn't know. And I didn't know what to do with it. Mm. And they were like, do you want to make it into pills or jewelry? And I was like, ah, can I, should I just, can I just, whole spectrum. people do so much shit. And I, I was like, can I just throw it in the East River? Is that bad? Can I just no, like, I like that. Can I just because like... I saw a video of this couple and they took the placenta and like cleaned it and did this whole ceremony with it and then took it out into the yard and buried it. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, okay, but like if you get a dog one day. Number one. What, that dog is totally going to go. What are you talking like? Number what? two, I'm in New York City. What am I going to just bury it in Morningside Park? That feels it's weird. Just... That I just don't even think it's smart for us to leave any type of DNA evidence in places around New York right? City if we can avoid it. Yeah. And that's all three of our DNA. The placenta has my DNA, her DNA, his DNA. It's too much. And Incriminating. So, yeah. And then someone was like, oh, well, you got to like grind it up and make it into a face cream. And I was like, ah, mm. that one's tempting because, you know, I love my skincare, but I don't we know. Do. I do. I love it. We oh, do. Yeah. But, and I wanted to talk about that as well. Yeah. Here. I love it. Um, it's, it's my favorite thing. Except for We'll come, except, except we'll for come back to it. But the last thing I want to say about having a baby is, you know, obviously I've been conceptually thinking about it. And I think the thing is, I really am concerned about making a, a not funny baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know I'm really funny. So if I get with somebody who's really funny, what happens if that cancels out and we make a super sarcastic, like, doesn't know how to have fun baby? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you are the product of where you're raised, though. Like, I th- I like to think that humor is nurture, not nature, I hope. Mm. Um, my daughter, not to brag, has already made a fart joke. So Okay, so now this is the content that I was asking for, but I didn't want <laughs> to make any assumptions. But yeah. yeah, she's not here. I mean, I don't want to put too much pressure on her because, again, you never know. She could end up super unfunny down the line. But the other day, she just she started making a fart sound and when we laughed she just kept she just was like oh is this funny then i'm just gonna 
and we love good timing. Yeah, she really nailed it. Yeah. Have you been like super overwhelmed with all of this new technology for babies? Because now I feel like they're setting us up to where it's like, if we do a bad job, it's our fault. Because they're like, why didn't you, why didn't you have the monitor on? Why didn't you have the air tag on them? It's you know, it's so wild. And this is this is the thing that that people my age get so preachy about because all my millennial friends are like, Sarah, have you heard the good news? You have to get the snoo. You have to get the snoo. And I was like, okay. Mm. And then it's a thousand dollars. And I'm like, oh, you could have just told me you were rich. Like, right. <laughs> that you you snuck that in there. Oh, okay. You know. And some of us are not trying to add a baby and a handbag. You like, know? and and also it's it's it does all of it. I'm sure helps. And when you find something that works, you want to spread the good word, right? It's like. But people my age are really intense about the, like, the gadgets. Everyone's all about the baby gadgets. And then baby boomers are like, have you heard the good news? Whiskey. Just give your baby whiskey and they'll sleep. Just put, rub it on, rub their, on their gums. <laughs> put them right to yeah. sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I want to have, I think I'll probably have a combination of, like, old-timey things like that. Like, totally leaving the baby outside to sleep in the cold. Yeah. For sure. Not because I have much information on it, but I've seen it and it looks cool. And then also like having the whole like heart rate monitor at night or whatever. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna mix and match between the new and the old school until I feel like I'm doing something one day. I mean, it's definitely it's such a day by day, week by week. I mean, I'm only seven months in, so I don't know, but so far it very much is like, you just do what works. You just figure if something works, you do it. If it doesn't, you don't. And then you move on and you can't, uh, you can't beat yourself up about it. And you can't like, like we, uh, we did get some bassinet that like rocked or something and it was great. And we were like, all right, cool. We're not going to worry mm-hmm. about the fact that maybe that would have saved us weeks of sleep. <laughs> like it is what it is. <laughs> we got it when we got it. Here we are. Yeah. Um, we're trying to make it through. Also, babies look like demons on baby monitors. That's creepy. So creepy. I just don't even like having extra devices that are monitoring things. I feel like inevitably you're going to pick up more than you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, we uh, we do audio only a lot because we're like, she looks too creepy. <laughs> <laughs> she always knows where the camera is. She does know where the camera is. She's figured it out. Um, yeah. She. I can't. I know we were talking earlier about um, skincare and like as someone who used to model or still models, I'm sure that like beauty and skincare is like advanced for you on a certain level, like more than the average woman. But before I became a comedian, I was just not about it. Like I even had girlfriends. I'll never forget one time I was on the way to a birthday party and one of my girlfriends pulled me in the bathroom in a very sweet and gentle way and was like, I just want to put a little eyeshadow on you. I just want to because I just I was always like, this is it. And this look. Yeah. I, this is what you get. It's my face, you know? Then I started comedy, and, you know, people take a photo of you every night. People are always, hey, there's a boomerang and a video. And I was like, oh, man, they're getting a little close with these cameras that are really zooming yeah. in. So then I started to experiment with makeup and hair and just, like, beauty overall. And beyond making myself look better on camera, I found it to be a very meditative experience sometimes. Yeah. Like, I, I hope one day to develop a system based on, like, putting your hair into 12 braids and just having that very like meditative experience of like just sitting there alone and braiding your hair and monitoring its length in these braids. Oh, I love that. And yeah, for sure. Have you felt that way when you, when you're exercising your, your beauty regimen? Yeah, Do you feel like it's for sure. 
it's a centering thing it definitely was and it's funny because after I stopped modeling because I don't really model anymore um except like I occasionally I will do something fun with like a photographer friend of mine that you know I love it that you think you can stop modeling. You can't stop modeling, Sarah. It's it once you you model all the time. I mean, yeah, I'm Look, girl. I'm I've been to a coffee shop with you. You were modeling. <laughs> it's a lifestyle. I'm, I I was having a croissant. You were modeling. <laughs> um, but but after I stopped getting paid for it, um, that's really oh, there's okay. the that's, <laughs> that's the kicker. Once I was like, oh no, oh, oh that money, no, no more of that. Um, man, no, <laughs> um. But like I had to figure out what skincare and what beauty I wanted to do because it was my job, right? I had the makeup that I put on that it's called the no makeup makeup look. And it's like this simple look where you look like you're not wearing makeup, but you are. Um, also, one time I went to a casting, they were like, seriously, no makeup, though. No makeup. So I didn't wear any wow. makeup and I showed up and the guy was like, oh, wow you really didn't wear any makeup. And I was like, you didn't, you didn't have to say that. You got in there and the guy was like, ah! <laughs> he was like, he was like, Oh, we didn't mean it. God, gross. This girl's doing like a meta modeling thing. It's getting crazy. And I was like, you said no makeup. It was like, you immediately made it. He immediately made it weird. I was like, my dude, you, why? Uh, you could have just like taken my picture, sent me off and then talked shit about me behind my back. Uh, but it, but, so I had like the routines and then the skincare was also sort of by, by extension for work. And also, so was like going to the gym, like everything relating to my body was for work. And so after I stopped, I was like, wait, what do I do? I'm going to go work out what for myself, for my health. Yeah. Gross. No, I just love the shake and the sweat. Yeah, just for the love of the game. Nah. So it was such a weird <laughs> like balancing act of like okay I do have to like take care of myself like, I have to do some basic mm -hmm. things but I also want to figure out what I want to do that's for me so like I figured out okay I actually do like face masks I wasn't I, I used to do them once a week pretty religiously and I would that's do whichever one my agent would tell me to right she would be like okay you need hyaluronic acid so I was like all right wow I I is that was that a modeling agent thing where they could mm -hmm. recommend products? I never even considered that, but yeah, I guess yeah, it makes absolutely. Sense. Or they even because my comedy agent doesn't the, do that. See, <laughs> and there you're I'm like, why? Well, you know, it's it's almost like <laughs> it's it's almost like um like a a business. Like it's it like they're in cahoots. Mm -hmm. Like the agencies would have salons that they would send us to, and we got a discount, which was great. So we would get our hair absolutely. done for really cheap. But also, I was like. It, are you guys just friends? Like, are you just a friend? Like, do they just want to throw you some money? Like, are you actually any better than anywhere else? Like, yeah. Is this all a hustle and am I a pawn? Uh, in oh, it? <laughs> oh, hard. Oh, 100% modeling is a con and models are pawns in it. 100%. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I think knowing it is the healthiest yeah, way to do it. That's why the most successful models are the ones that did something else, right? Like Ashley Graham is a super successful model because she did like brand endorsements and had like products of her own and stuff. Like you Absolutely. model yeah, to be able to do other stuff. Like that's Kate Moss, I think, is one of the only models that's like really never done much of anything else. Like super, like super successful yeah. supermodels. Um, I, I am curious. What is Kate Moss doing right this I really, now? That's like, a, what? Where is she? How tall is she now? Great questions. 
what is she doing? Yeah. Um, so did when you were young, were you doing a lot of beauty and makeup stuff? No. Like when you were like, let's say like, no. So you, so when did you start when you started to model? Yeah, but I also started modeling when I was 19. So there wasn't a mm-hmm. lot of time before, you know, I was, I was, uh, I grew up in a town of 700 people. So there wasn't like a lot mm-hmm. going on. And then I went to college yeah. at where my beauty routine was like a lot of binge drinking. Um, and look, I tequila has agave exactly. in it, and I'm not look. This is a girl's guide, yeah. and I got to be honest with you. A lot of these liquors, you know, are they poison? Yeah. Yes, but also they have some green elements, and that's just important to know. Also, you know, if if you feel good, then sometimes you look good. Is it? Does drinking necessarily make you look good? Definitely not. But not always. No. no. Uh, but if you know, you got to live your life. There's been plenty of times I've had a you know a couple of sips of something and was feeling good and walked up to somebody and they're like wow yeah you are just a light in See, here right now and that's yeah i do feel like when i get really stoned i love to do skincare like it's my favorite thing oh. like to get really high and like peel a mask off oh so much fun now i'm the opposite because i feel like sometimes like i do like to smoke and do my hair mm. i don't really like to smoke and do skincare or things like that because i feel like it can make me a little obsessive oh yeah you know, like all of a sudden I'm like really looking in this one pore, like, but what's in there? Yeah. But what is but what... that? It's like, it's, it's like some foreign body. Yeah. And I got to get it all out. Yeah. I have to hurt myself mm-hmm. and get it out Yeah, and not talk to a professional about it. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely is also my mantra when I'm stoned is do not talk to any professionals about it. <laughs> I remember when I first started smoking weed and I was trying to get a good girlfriend to start smoking weed and she was saying like, I just always gives me anxiety. I get weird. Like I make people uncomfortable. I was like, you need to smoke alone and like get comfortable with being high. And I was like, the greatest way to do it is to do your hair. And I remember telling her like, but before you do your hair, set up all the tools that you need to do your hair. Because if you start to do your hair and then you're like, where's my hair dryer? You send yourself on a mission to go find the hair dryer. We might not even get back to here. Yeah. Today. Like we just, you're on, we're going to yeah, go yeah, on a whole yeah. other is you know? So it's got to be like, you set up the station to do that. That's so funny because I do, I love a stone shower, but that mm. would be really good advice. Like I need to get everything I need for my shower together because I'll be like, yeah. I am going to take a shower. And then an hour later, I'm like, I don't know what happened. That also happens when I'm not stoned no. though. If I'm 100% honest, like I was going to shower before this podcast and it did not happen. So it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. There, nobody no will one, know except that you that's, said it. But. I know. Well, yeah, every, everyone will know, but no one had to. <laughs> I'm also like, I'm always trying to like, because I stay in hotels pretty often, like doing comedy. I'm always like, I'm going to bring a bath bomb and like make a little spa, a little mini mm-hmm. retreat. And then I'm so high and so excited that I get in there and I'm like, naked and have everything set up. But like, everything needs to be opened with a pair of scissors. That's the <laughs> and, worst. And, oh my God. And I've spent the last 20 minutes filling up this bubble bath bathtub yep. and now everything's, <laughs> I can't get the deep conditioning packet open to save my life. I'm calling down. Can you have somebody bring me some scissors in, in at least five minutes? Hurry, like, please hurry. Because this could all fall apart. I really need. It's slipping away. I've spent so much away. time like trying to open bath bombs with my nails and it is impossible, Crazy. which is dumb. They That's dumb. That's poorly designed. They are reinforcing bath bombs on this crazy level. Like, we could accidentally drop them into a bath and be like, oh, no, wait. <laughs> I'm like, no. 
No, it should it just like it should just immediately fall. I could just unravel yep, and it and pop. Go. Yeah, there is not a lot of bath bomb regret in this world. I feel they are they are fighting a battle they can let go of. It's, and I, I saw that you have this series now about tiny accomplishments. Can I you can you break that do. down? To me about that? Um, I uh, this started when I was pregnant. I think on TikTok, I uh, I would I had to scale things down like gradually while I was pregnant, right? Where it's like, oh, okay, I'm, you know, I'm not doing multiple shows a night anymore. That's not realistic. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. A lot of other people would say, you know, I think I'm going to lay off this comedy for a while. <laughs> well, so I did after, you know, by like third trimester, I really, it was like, but it was of like course, gradual, yeah. right? It's like, all right, I'm not doing multiple shows. And then it was like, oh, okay, maybe mm. I don't have a show tonight. And then third trimester, it was like, I don't I, no, I was going to Brooklyn actually in my third trimester. I actually, I had a show. I'm pretty proud of this. I went into labor at a show, but I didn't know that that's what happened. I was like, why am I? Badass. I like was on stage and, uh, and I, and it went well. And, and then afterwards there were all these comedians who had not really known I was a comedian. And so they'd sort of been ignoring me. And it was one of those situations where mm. then they saw me do well and they were like, Hey, like, let's hang like, out. Oh. And I was like, we thought you were like a pregnant lady being weird. <laughs> we here. just thought you were like a pregnant lady lurking for some reason. We were like, why is this pregnant lady like <laughs> hanging out near us? It was a bunch of dudes. And I was like, I was pissed because none of them like even offered me a seat. And now I realize they didn't know I was a comedian. They didn't understand. They were like, who is this bitch? What is she doing? Yeah. She needs to go home. <laughs> yeah. She needs to go home. And then after the show, after, after I went up, they were like, Oh, Hey, like, let's chat. Like, what's up? And I was like, I gotta go. I'm like very uncomfortable for some reason. I don't know why. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to treat myself yeah. to a car. I'm going to get a car home. And I was like in the car and I was like, I'm still not comfortable. Like, why am I not? Well, I was in labor yeah. is what it was. Um, Intense. Yeah. And so, yeah, 30 hours later, had a baby. Um, yeah. Just a little a little more than a day. Just eh? a little more, yeah. Um, but. So do you think. Uh, oh, oh but so anyways, but I was, I, I was scaling down a lot. Like I, I, like that sounds like I was like out there hustling right up till I gave birth, but I really was scaling down. Yeah. And so I wanted to start appreciating when I did things like I was like one day I put away, I did laundry and put away all my clothes and I was like, well, that never happens. So I made this series and I, yeah. I just wanted people to tell me about their like little accomplishments, like things that you maybe wouldn't even like tell someone else, you know, sometimes you're like, Oh, I did this. And you want to get congratulations, but maybe it feels right. too small and it feels too silly. You don't want to be like, Oh, I put away my clothes yeah, because, uh, but you're proud of it. So I was like, all right, tell me about it. And I will tell you, right. I will shout, I will be like, yeah, that's amazing. And people I love comment, it. like, I love it. It, it. They don't get that. Especially in the world of TikTok where we're very competitive and we're always like, look at this most amazing thing I did for myself. I re, you know, I revamped my whole yeah. house. It's like, okay. I'm, some of us have. Yeah. Done. Some <laughs> of us are, yeah, are not, uh, are not like painting murals in above our bed. You know, no, I'm not. But I made my bed. So that's something. I love tiny accomplishments. Yeah. I think people should really adopt this this whole mantra and take it further. I have another personal mantra that I do for myself. Um, I call it doing myself a favor, mm. which means I if I recognize that there's something I could do that would make a second task later significantly mm. easier or like more easy to access, yeah. then I call it doing myself a favor. So it's like, for instance, I used to, like I said, I travel all the time and I would go on the road and I noticed that sometimes if I put down, let's say like my AirPods 
if I threw them on a white comforter, <laughs> it's more likely it's more likely I might yeah. leave them, you know, because I'm rushing, grabbing things, going to a hotel, the, the plane, the bus, the train. And so I started doing myself a favor. If I did put something down, it was the same color. I would immediately pick it up and put it somewhere That's so else. smart. I love that. You know, and I would just be like, let me do myself a favor and not create a scenario where later on I'm filling out a missing lost item report. And I'm yeah, because I left it there and knew that I wasn't going to remember. So yeah, I, th- I think that's good to like give yourself um, credit for things that you do, yeah. but also to like do yourself a favor. Yeah. So maybe later it's a little yeah, easier. Yeah, do yourself a favor. And then also I love that because it makes you be in the pre- in the present moment and be grateful for it, for this little mm-hmm. thing. Like you're grateful, your future self, you're grateful on behalf of future self. I think that's awesome. I think anything where you're like, taking a moment to be grateful it's it's never gonna it's never gonna be bad that's like there's very it's not wasted it's energy, never gonna be no. wasted energy the, acknowledging privilege and being grateful are are two things that will never do you wrong um i love yeah. it and i and i mean there's also a lot of studies on this and like the quickest way to reverse depression even though like you can't get rid of depression which yeah. is something i think is really important to say and i even had this conversation with a, a group of friends the other night we were like cheersing to something and one of my friends was like to curing depression. I was like, we can't, can't cure, cure it. it. We're not going to be able to cure it. I would like to not toast to that. We can learn to manage it. It's not going anywhere. I looked at everyone's eyes. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. It's going to be with us, but we can learn to manage it and give ourselves, you know, some grace. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love yeah. that. I'm curious to know, did TikTok know when you were pregnant? Do you think? I think so. Yeah. Because also I was making fewer TikToks and that was one of the mm. things. And I haven't been making them so much since the baby's been born. But I really want to start again. I really miss it. And I, I do have the ideas. It's I just, I have a hard, I don't want her to be in them. And so it's hard to like find time. Oh, yeah. Um, not, yeah. I, I don't think it's bad. Lots of people do put their kids in their videos. I don't think that's a bad thing. I just personally, yeah. if there was a room full of 100,000 people, I wouldn't want them all to be staring at her. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to. Um, I'm going to try and keep her out of them, but I do, I think also, yeah, the algorithm knows you, man. It knows what you like. So I do, I have more moms in my for you page now. Um, I actually had to start saying not interested in the like canning. It was a really thought I wanted to get into canning and I was like, okay, I see where <laughs> I see the connection, right? Motherhood, stay You're at like, home. No, but I was like, I'm no. not. And also this, there's like something called slow living. And I was like, also not my jam. I'm very impatient. I, I guess I'm a fast liver. New York City. Yeah, New York, New York City. City. I am not. Uh, yeah, I, I, I know that I really like videos of animals running through fields, but I don't want to move to the country. And I need TikTok to understand that. And they did. It got it. It gets it now. Thank goodness. Yeah. I mean, I do think that algorithm is powerful. It's connected with me with people from like my past in ways, or even just like connecting me with like some something I was feeling nosy about that I never would have been able to find myself. And I was like, "Ooh, it just showed me so and so's fiance. Oh my god, I was already whatever." But as of lately, it totally has been thinking that I'm a flight attendant. Oh, because you travel sure. so much. Even because it showed me a video the other day, and it was like it had this like hashtag, if you know, you know, and it had an acronym. And I was like, what is that? So much so that I Googled it. And it was like an acronym for a flight attendant who's catching a ride on a flight, but they're not working. And I was like, why does it think that I would know this or that I'd be interested in this content? So yeah, TikTok thinks I'm a flight attendant. I think it thinks I have a newborn. I do think that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I get a lot of newborn content, a lot of like this new stroller is really the thing. And I'm not gonna lie, I'd be watching. Them. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested in the stroller. It looks amazing. Yeah. My friend pointed out when I was like trying to pick a stroller, and I was just so overwhelmed, and I was like, I just don't want to research this. And so I reached reached out to a friend and I was like, I know you, I know you nerded out on this. Can you just like, tell me what you learned? And he was like, first of all, you're going to walk around. You're going to notice everyone has the same three strollers. It's one of three. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Um, And also once you know, you start seeing how many strollers are in New York, how many people have kids. And it's like wild that I never noticed it before. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. And yeah, it is weird. It's like this, it's like the biggest, least secret, secret society all of a sudden that I'm in where you see someone with a kid and you just like have a little eye contact. And I was like, this is wild, but um, <laughs> it's too yeah. much. Um, also, I it's I having a baby in the city may, reminds me so much of being very young and very hot in the city, just in terms of how nice people are. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to someone and she's like, it's a whole new city. And I was like, it's not all new. There are some aspects of it that feel very familiar to me. I do feel that way though. There's been plenty of times where if I saw a lady like struggling with a stroller or just in any way, Mm -hmm. I've always been like, yo, let me help. I even remember, um, I had a, a male comedian friend who one time like pulled up to a bus stop and asked this lady and her kids, like, can I just take y'all? Like, I know that's crazy, but it was like raining and cold or whatever. And the lady was like, yeah, that is crazy. (laughs) Yeah, that is. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. She was like, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I do want to get in this car, but I can't (laughs) because of how crazy. I mean, you can't, but you want to, I mean, it's, yeah, I feel that so hard because like so often I'm like, I don't want to pay for a car, but I'm going to be here. I'm a alternative. Yeah. Uh, that's that's really that's really significant and i can't even imagine um taking a baby on the train i just can't imagine it like obviously you have to logistically do it sometimes yeah but i just it's rough for me and when i see babies on the train i'm always like well at least he'll he'll build up his immunity yeah it's also it's just so shocking how inaccessible the city is if you are handicapped that's been the biggest thing that I have realized and my uh, one of my best friends Pamela Schuler, is a disability advocate that's what she does like you know she uh that's her like her big her job and she's really really good at it and she always says if you make a city more accessible for handicapped people you make it more accessible for kids and it benefits everyone um and Mm-hmm. And I was always like, oh, yeah, intellectually, I totally wrap my head around that. And now I'm like, oh, my God, the 86th Street Station is the only good subway station because <laughs> it's the only it's the only one that's like reasonable, that's reasonable for us to get up and out of the ground. Yeah. You know, underground. Yeah. Where you can actually like take the train to I mean, you can take the elevator to like, you know, yeah. down and then you can take it to the train everywhere else. It's like there might be one you might you can do one or the other like yeah. 14th Street the elevator goes down uh, to the entry, but not to the train. And it sucks. Um, And, you know, I want to bring up the fact that you've done a lot of activism, a lot of um, work for um, women's reproductive rights and organizations that benefit, you know, all all types of people in different stages of how they feel about their reproductive um, journey. And I also feel like, you know, this, this podcast is all about giving tips and tools. And we've discussed personally, like how challenging it is to have a baby and be 
a woman in America because we have a high mortality rate for mothers, young mothers, black mothers, mm-hmm. especially, you know, for a lot of other countries where they have advancements in medical and science fields, they just don't see the pregnant mother mortality rate that we see yeah. here. And I've always said that, especially for women of color, but for women in general, we need body cameras when we go to the mm-hmm. doctor. A hundred percent. We need a, a second party to review. We need a non-biased person to come in and, and really decide if they're keeping their oath yeah. to us yeah. because they often don't believe our pain. They just don't believe yeah. it. Um, which I know you have experienced personally. I've experienced to a much lesser extent. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, and it's, it's wild. Like it's, it, uh, yeah. it, it's so. Yeah. So I had, I have a, I have a cornea disease for the listeners. I have a cornea disease called curdiconus. Um, I've had surgery to correct like the the really uh, progressive part of it that was really essentially stealing my vision, but it took about a year and a half of consistent doctor's appointments to get a diagnosis. And I'm talking like ophthalmologists telling me that my glasses should work, literally telling me, I don't know why you can't see this. You should be able to see it. Like try harder to see. Focus. They're like, focus. I don't even know. And it got to this point where it was like, if I didn't stand my ground, I probably would have got hit by a bus because I would have been walking in the street blind as hell in some glasses that I knew weren't going to help me solve this issue and also weren't really diagnosing what was the root of the problem, which that was my vision was getting worse every day. And so I feel like we have to be advocates for ourselves in that way, where we have to ask more questions. I often don't let a doctor excuse himself, you know what I mean? Or herself. Like if they feel like the conversation is done, I'm always like, actually I'm not done. So if you could come back in here and we can discuss a little more. But that's a skill like that. That's something that, Mm -hmm. you know, doesn't always come naturally to people. And it it sucks that you have to like build up skills to go to the doctor. Like it should just be Mm -hmm. whatever state you're in, you should be able to receive like, it, it, it it's infuriating but you know if we can just if we can just workshop a couple of tools that we can give young women mm-hmm. or people who identify as women uh for when they're going to the doctor definitely ask more questions mm-hmm. don't be afraid to bring somebody else don't be yeah. afraid to have another party if you know that you're not always great at voicing your opinion get your loud friend to yeah. come in also get someone who who can um be a second set of ears and eyes to then remember it later in case you have to file a report. Mm -hmm. It's always worth it. If you can, yeah, have someone else there, have them write everything down, request that everything be noted on your record. Um, if they, uh, if they don't want to do a treatment that you asked for, or if, if they decide not to pursue a particular line of treatment that you think might be helpful, ask them to note it on your chart. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, trust your instincts. You feel like something is wrong and you don't have a reason. You you can't answer it yet. Keep searching. Uh, Don't let anybody tell you that you're fine if you don't feel fine. Uh, And also, um, uh, if you um, if you get it, if you have an FSA, which I know is a huge pain in the butt and I have I struggle with mine all the time, but it can reimburse you for copays, which I find is just useful just for me. Cause sometimes it's hard for me to be like, Oh, I'm going to find another doctor. I'm going to pay another copay. So that's yeah. why I got the FSA because I was like, all right, then at least I can get some of that money back. But it's, 
so frustrating. Um, and tell us what an FSA is. Oh, an FSA is a flexible spending account. And it's, nice. uh, it's an account that will, you put money into it, uh, or they take money out of your paycheck and it is tax free. So that it will cover like medical expenses, things like co-pays. And then sometimes some FSAs will like, if you buy Advil, they'll, you can buy it with the FSA or if you buy like band-aids or something. I have Mama Sarah with the FSA knowledge. Yeah, they are there. It's one of those things that's like a lot of work and it's a pain in the butt, but it can save you a lot of money. Like it's, um, so yeah, if your if your job offers you insurance, it's worth finding out if they have an FSA. Um, and, uh, a lot of them also will pay for like transportation, like Metro cards and stuff. Um, it's like, oh, you're yes. paying for yes. it, but it's not taxed and it's cheaper. So it's like, ugh, I don't know. Um, I definitely, if, if you haven't taken a day to go through all of your rewards programs that are offered to you, set aside a day to do it. Because as you guys know, I'm crazy about points. Yeah. I'm crazy about loyalty. I'm crazy about finding out like what perks I have from mm-hmm. a thing. And if you just set aside, I'm talking like a couple of hours to say, I'm going to actually go through and read to see what partnerships this program for my job is offering me and what perks I can have. You know, you might be able to live richer with things you already have access to that you don't 100%. even know about. So take a half a day and do I it. Joined the AARP uh, because, you know, I joined the AARP because of you. Get mm-hmm. AARP, people. You don't got to be old. Yeah. Get it. It'll save you in so many ways. They have so many great partnerships. There's probably something you're spending a bunch of money on to just like have in your pocket some protection that AARP could. It was offer car for insurance. Us. Get out. That was that was the thing for rental cars. I love I was it. Like, I don't need it. I have yes. roadside assistance. That's mm-hmm. right, roadside assistance. My AARP. I don't even have a car, no, but me neither. My roadside assistance. I got it all the time. Can mm-hmm. nobody fade me? Um, okay, before we go, I like to play a game where it's called okay. "I'm Good," and it's basically we pretend that okay. we're at a party. And I'm going to pass mm-hmm. you a drink. And you already know, because you've been drinking and, and having a great night, that it's like you're just, you can't even with okay. one more. Okay. And every time we're just going to say something different. We're going to just come up with a crazy excuse. Uh, could be real, could okay. be fake. It The ball okay. is in your court. I'm going to go first. Okay. So you pour up a drink and pass it okay. to me. So I got my, I got my little, I'm going to say, I'm going to say red wine. That's what I'm, that's what I'm craving. Wow. This particular moment. Wow. Would you like? Oh, no, actually, Sarah, I don't, I don't want any wine. I'm watching my diet because I'm trying to become a model. So, um, that's good. No wine. No wine. Uh, here, here, but you know what? I have a beer here, a tall boy. I don't know. Do you? Oh, you know what? I, I actually no beer for me. Thank you so much. Um, I, I, I'm not gluten intolerant, but I want to be. Because it, everyone cool is. So I'm going to say no. Now that is some real New York City shit. <laughs> I've never heard it. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do one more okay. round. One okay. More round. Um, okay. You, you, you think of a drink and yeah. you pour Okay. It Would you like some of this? You know, I'm going to, what I drank last night, it is delicious. It is uh, tequila and dragon fruit juice. Uh, you know, Sarah, I got to be honest with you, that sounds fucking delicious. And I really wish I could, but I'm trying to stay sober because I got a doctor's appointment tomorrow, uh-huh. and I want to make sure I can remember everything that doctor mm. says because I don't trust Smart him. you. Smart you. Okay. Yeah. But you know what, though? Before you yeah. leave, before you before you go, I have a Jaeger buff. 
because I've seen it in movies and I know that white people like them. <laughs> so here's the Jaeger, but I'm going to do it. Listen. And here you go. You want this? I am, in fact, a white girl from Massachusetts. So contractually, it is very difficult for me to say no to a Jaeger bomb. But Chanel, I do have uh-huh. to say no because uh, since I left Massachusetts, I just, they, it's like eating pizza outside of New York. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel right. I'm like, this isn't, it doesn't taste as good unless I'm in a bar in Southie and the Jaeger bombs being poured wow. by a trash ass bartender named Mike. So I thank you so much, but because you are such mm. a lovely, classy lady and not a trash ass Southie hey, bartender all, that I'm going to hook up with later. We all have meditative experiences that we do and, and things, sensations we like to experience. Exactly. I appreciate you for having boundaries. <laughs> Sarah Hartsworth, thank you so much for being on A Girl's Guide. We've talked about so many things. We have mothered so many children. (laughs) Please tell people where they can find you and what you got coming. Uh, You can find me on all the social media platforms. It's just my name. It's Sarah Hartsworth, S-A-R-A-H, and that last name is long. It's H-A-R-T as in Tom, S-H-O-R-N-E. Um, and I have a monthly show, uh, at the stand comedy club. It is on Sundays at seven, uh, but it's kind of moves around a little bit. So just check my Instagram, uh, or check their calendar. Uh, it's called hot one, gay one. It's a monthly show. It's really fun. Uh, and come out to that. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you to all of my girls and guys alike for listening. Uh, you know, say no, set boundaries, bring a friend. This was a lot of things, but we appreciate you for, for yeah. being here. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.